Video marketing mumble jumble. Welcome back to the third episode of our podcast. My name is Avram Kohn. I'm Ellie Sheva Hudson. What are we going to be talking about today? Okay, so we started off, if you guys have caught up, if you've been with us the whole time on our podcast, we really started talking about why, what video marketing is, why video marketing is important, why you should be focusing in video, in your marketing plan with your businesses, with whatever it is that you're working on. Okay, great, so we've established that, but now we need to really establish what does that look like? How do we go ahead and do that? Because let's admit it, video takes a lot longer than any of us think that it takes to make. <laughs> and if you haven't done it yet, I'm sure when you do decide to get into it, you're going to be a little bit surprised how long it takes you. So today we're going to get into the ins and outs, budgeting, not just budgeting our money, but budgeting our time because time is money over here. So we're going to talk a little bit about um, what that looks like for each person, each entrepreneur, each business. How do we allocate our time to be able to make these videos that we need to be making for our business? Okay, sounds interesting. Budgeting time, that's something that's less common and people don't think about that. So uh, maybe we should start with that. Yes, yes, great. Okay, so, you know, I, I, I like to pull up some numbers to have them on hand once in a while. So um, Newforic, it's, it's one uh, company that I was looking at. They were mentioning there's this famous 5% rule. I don't know how many of you listening are aware of this 5% rule. Um, and this is discussed when discuss, uh, discussing budget. So this means you should spend about two to 5% of your budget on your marketing. This means all your marketing. So they're including any type of marketing that you could think of. This is not just video. This is copy. This is social media. This is digital marketing. Okay. So this is a, um, a famous, uh, rule two to 5%. Um, but they did mention that this really is for bigger businesses. So if you're just starting out, um, a lot of the numbers that I saw is people are going to spend a lot more like 20% of their time, which is actually a really large chunk of time. If you think about it, um, on their marketing, if you're working a five day week, that's, that sounds to me like one whole day of your week, right? Um, almost just about on your marketing, which is wow. pretty, pretty crazy. Um, but this is for people starting out. So everyone, you know, at their own level, it makes sense. If you think about yourself just starting out, you have to do a lot of work just to even let people know that you're out there, that you exist, that you can do this. And you have to prove that you're, um, you're an expert or you at least know what you're talking about. So it makes sense that people starting out really have to focus on this more. Um, but it's still a, a big number to think about. And I, I would be curious for people listening, um, how many of them think they abide by this number? Do they spend more time on this? Do they spend less time on this? So let me ask you first, how much time do you spend on your own marketing? What do you actually do to market yourself? Um, how much time do you spend? How, what is the percentage of time do you rough estimate? Yeah, it's a great question. Actually, if we're doing this, we should really talk about our own, our, uh, our own plans, what we do for yeah. ourselves. We should talk from our own experiences <laughs> because that's what we can, that's what we're bringing to the table. Yeah. So look, I have little ways of embedding it into my day, my, uh, my marketing plan, so to speak, you know, um, there are small things I can do throughout the day that don't require me sitting and, and putting away chunks of time. And these are things like interacting on the LinkedIn space, um, interacting on the Facebook business pages on the different, um, Facebook groups that I guess I'm a part of that I feel like, um, have good 
you know, networking opportunities. There's little things that you can do on your commute in between things, that sort of thing, but they're not things that you can rely on, right? So when we talk about trying to fit little snippets or pockets into our day of trying to upkeep, you know, um, our, our marketing plan, I think that they aren't, they're great things to have, but they're not things that you want to be 100% counting on. So if we're talking about in an overall week, how much time I think that I spend on marketing, um, mm -hmm. I would say I would say it feels like it's close to twenty percent. Sometimes I was I was gonna say before I read this maybe about fifteen percent of my time on marketing, but um, it depends because sometimes I also feel like as a video person at least it's hard to sort of quantify that. As in, um, you know, a lot of the you know, maybe we'll talk about this when we talk about what types of content can be repurposed and used for marketing purposes. But a lot of the content is content that I already do. So what does that mean? If I go out and I'm shooting something, I'm filming something, I'm editing something. So I always try and keep in mind, okay, let's get a shot of this. Let's get a behind the scenes shot. Let's get some, some media basically from this. And then later on, mm. I can go ahead and post it at different times. Had a great time on this shoot. Um, you know, one quote that stuck out for me from this one, from this one. So what part of this do we actually count towards our marketing? You know, you don't want to count. Do you just count the like two seconds it took you to like take a picture there? Do you only count when you're managing it later and uploading it? A lot of this stuff I feel like these days really bleeds together. And if actually you're good at what you do and you're trying to be more efficient, so I feel like the less you're sort of spending extra time being able to create this content, the better off you are. So what about you? How much time do you think you spend on, uh, on, on this type of content? I guess there are ups and downs. I'm going to start with um, the active LinkedIn posting, which I started nearly two years ago. And the first half a year I spent what I feel is like 20% of my time. Um, at the time I've been investing in doing in doing a lot of behind the scenes and visual effects breakdowns and motion graphics breakdowns which meant uh, creating a lot of content even if, if I was digging up old projects mm. I meant going in there and rendering and exporting a whole bunch of different um, things and it's a lot of time. As I got busier um, I guess it was I started spending less time, but um, it's been there have been ups and downs. This podcast, for example, um, is nothing less than um, you know another marketing uh, thing for me, at least yeah. for, probably for you as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I agree. all this time that we're spending in researching, creating the content, the branding, the the editing, all of that is is going towards our marketing budget, so to speak. Right, marketing time budget so yeah i think 20 percent is a fair estimate do you think that you have gotten better over the years though um spending less time on this as in so what's an example of what i was thinking about so when you said um you know i remember some of this content that you've posted on linkedin where you show an animation and you do it in 30 seconds or a minute you know how to animate this whole thing and you sort of you know uh, speed it up like crazy to just like a few seconds. So that's like a fun thing to watch. But do you feel as time goes on, you've gotten better at saying, oh, I should just video screenshot while I'm working so I don't have to think about it. Like do things like that enter your mind a lot or do you feel like you still have to actively remind yourself 
maybe I should be doing this, maybe I should be doing that. Yeah, I have been getting better at it. Um, and I have been getting, you know, finding ways to streamline the process, even back then, say, a year and a half ago. Um, at times when I'm really swamped with work and kind of stressed out, it sometimes slips my mind. But let me give you an example from today, which is a perfect example of what you're asking here. Um, I, was, I was actually doing some video editing at my day job and I had to dig up an old project and I thought to myself, this is a great example of motion graphics as a project I did about a few, two or three years ago. Um, there was a combination of some video editing and quite a bit of motion graphics and I invested a lot of time in the sound design. And the first thing I thought about was I have not posted any of this on social media. I don't usually post my uh, projects for my day job. But if I take this and break it down and export a version without the sound effects and do a little post on that and I will, you know, record myself and talk about the importance of sound design and motion graphics and use that as an example, that that's another post right there. And it didn't take too much work. I just had the project open, um, separating the layers, and I exported two versions of the of the snippet that I wanted to uh, show, one with sound effects, one without. And, you know, I already have the raw materials for what will be an interesting post and something that I think people will enjoy from, you know, previous uh, uh, experience of the style of, style of posts and behind-the-scenes breakdowns that people like to see. So, yeah, I have found ways to streamline the process, and it's always in the back of my mind. And, you know, whenever, whenever I think of ways to uh, record the screen or show something that will not take too much time, it definitely saves, a, a, you know, a lot of time and gives me quality stuff. Yeah, definitely. And I think the other thing that people are really trying to uh, put out there these days is they're also talking about how you can take one piece of content and you can repurpose it. Um, for anyone that, you know, is receives uh, Gary Vee's email blast, he sent out one, I don't know, maybe a month ago, a few weeks ago, about how to take one piece of content and get, I forget what it was, 25 pieces of content, 45 pieces of content. It was something really wild like that. But I think that's also something that's very... Um, you know, a lot of experts are sort of trying to help other people to go ahead and do is how can we take one piece of content and you can turn it into a million different things. You know, you can chop it up for Instagram, you can have a quote for Twitter, you can have three different photos in three different ways. It could be a video, it could be a screenshot, you know, there's all these different ways that I think um, is important to try to think about. Um, not because you're trying to squeeze every last bit of energy out of a person or out of your marketing marketing team let's say but i think because um, we don't realize how much we can get from one thing we don't realize how much from one project from one shot from one idea how many different ways um, you can pull different value from it if that makes any sense yeah absolutely i actually went through that pdf I'll say I went about halfway through the PDF. Right. <laughs> and it really inspired me. It was, it was about a week ago, and it inspired me to just take this a few days, and I just posted like crazy all just a whole bunch of things that I was able to repurpose and random things. And, you know, I get these boosts of creativity and, mm. and ideas um, and energies that I can, you know, some days I post or some weeks I post a lot more than others. And then some weeks um, I, I post, and then I don't see any... Any tr my posts don't get any traction. It's just quite weak. I guess holiday season, you know, people are not at, you know, 
logging into LinkedIn as much, and I'm like discouraged, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's another really good question. I think is I, I'm curious to um, to go into this topic. Do you think that the the marketing content creation process is does it feel the same to you as any creative process? Do you feel like you're having to be a um, very creative when you're when you're trying to come up with content, and how do you come up with content? I won't say I'm not guilty of sometimes posting quote-unquote random stuff, but I try to refrain from that as much as possible. I want my feed to be quality. So even if it's uh, it sometimes will feel like a random post, it will be that just once in a while, um, you know, if it could have a personal touch to it or something humorous, just to mix it up a bit. But for the most part, I try to keep my feed as clean as possible and posts should have, um, you know, value, mm. be it informative, educational, um, something that's related to my work. So it's tough because that means I have to, you know, think about what I'm posting and generate ideas of what to post about. Yeah, definitely. I see two different basically schools of thought from different people, at least on LinkedIn and, you know, in general in the space about quality versus quantity. So there's part of me that I see a really, really big trend in just post and post and post and post, even if it's not necessarily the most important thing, the most enlightened thing, the most, uh, you know, packed with value type of thing, but to really just be in the space Mm. because the more that people see you, the more they're going to remember your name. Um, And then there's the other side which says, no, you know, you really need to if you're going to be taking away someone's time, everybody's time is valuable. You need to have something very important to say. So it sounds like in this um, in this discussion, you really fall down on the the quality versus the quantity. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. I won't say I'm you know totally just quality, but I try to be um, you know a good eighty percent of my posts should be well thought out. No, I I totally go back and forth. You know, I think there's certain things it depends. If I'm putting out a video that I've shot, I have a really hard time with those videos that are just as I'm walking, talking, no subtitles, let me just throw it on there. I think if you're gonna spend time to put into a video, so it's important, I mean, you know, I'm a, I'm a video person here speaking, but I, the, my, for, mm. for my personal work and my personal brand, I feel like if you're going to spend time into a video, you might as well spend some time into it. Now, we don't want to go overboard. You know, it is just a quick, a quick um, way to get into the space, but I do feel like when it comes to video, so I'm much more thoughtful about what am I really saying and why am I really saying it. But when it comes to general posts, I, I feel like I... Sometimes I'm a little bit more liberal. Maybe I'm just trying to um, get out there, remind people that I exist. Um, So it depends. I I go back and forth on this idea, definitely. Yeah, it's important to to stay on top of mind, which means posting daily. I know some people will say post once a week, and you know some people have this schedule that they'll post once or twice a week, and you know they're content with that. But I find that if you're competing in the field with um, a bunch of other creatives in the same field. If you're posting every day and somebody else posting once a week, you're the first name that's going to come up. Definitely. Something I've been looking into lately, actually, I've been speaking to different people um, 
trying to see, you know, I know there's not a one size fits all when it comes to marketing, when it comes to video marketing, that sort of thing. But I've been curious if there are general suggestions out there as to how many times one should be posting, um, on which platforms, you know, there are different ideas and different schools of thought about times of day that are good, depending on your audience, depending on who it's going to and that sort of thing. But I'm actually quite surprised the more, the more people that I speak to, the more that I find that there really is no, um, one size fits all that it depends on so many factors. And it's so hard to be able to come up with um, a plan that works for you. You know, it's hard to simply research and find out how many times should I be posting on this platform and that one? And how many videos should I make? How often should I do it? It's really hard to come up with it. And the more and more I look into it, the more I, I find that it's really, really, um, it's really a personal thing and it depends on so many factors. And I think that's why it's very hard for people to be able to come up with it on their own. You know, a lot of people just say, you need to get out there, you need to be doing it, test things, see how it goes, see how it goes. But if you're really new to video marketing in general, I think that it's an overwhelming process to be able to start to test things. How do you know the reason that you're getting the results that you're getting? Well, you could usually see the results. I mean, for me, when I've been posting on LinkedIn consistently for a long period of time, it took some, it, you know, it took a little while, but I have been getting business through LinkedIn and, you know, you can easily trace and see where the, you know, who, where people are messaging you. Right. And where the business is coming from. Which videos got the most engagement, that sort of thing. More than that, I'm talking about the direct business that comes from it. If somebody messages me um, through LinkedIn, I know they've been seeing my post or they got a recommendation through the platform. Right, right. I personally invest all my marketing time in LinkedIn. I you tried Instagram for a little while. It's just not working for me. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, I need to focus my efforts on what I know works for me. Yeah. And Instagram, I don't see, I don't see the benefit from it. Right. And I would be curious to have uh, on the show someone like uh, Miriam Isaac, who has 20,000 followers on Instagram. Yeah. And I want to hear, her, you know, her take on, you know, what works. I know she posts both on LinkedIn and on Instagram. What is Instagram doing for her uh, business? Yeah. I'm very curious about that. And then I would want to have somebody, a, a Facebook person, uh, to talk about the Facebook side of things as well. Totally. Because I'm totally inactive on Facebook for the longest time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I find that Facebook is helpful if you're already active on Facebook um, to a certain extent. I've definitely gotten work from Facebook, but most of it... I feel like comes from already being active on Facebook and then reminding people um, the expertise that I have, the work that I do, and that comes from the the content creation that I do, the weekly videos that I create. Um, but the weekly videos that I create, I put basically on every platform. That's how I do it. So I create certain content, and I don't put every single piece of content on all the platforms, but in general, especially when it comes to videos, so I'll put that on all the platforms and I repackage it a little bit differently. Maybe I have a little bit different copy or text for it. But when it comes to videos, I'm putting them on all of them. So I've definitely gotten work from Facebook, but um, I feel like I get more newer professional leads from LinkedIn. So there, there are definitely different spaces, but I think that there's, it's a common thing actually, what you're saying about LinkedIn for you um, I hear very often that it's important to sort of put um, wherever you feel like you're going to be the most successful is to put 80% of your efforts. Right. 
And then outside of that, you can leave the other 20% to exist there and still be there because it's important to sort of be in every space and, and the major platforms, but it's not necessary to spend, let's say, to, to split it all equally. Why would you split it all equally? When you're, when you're able to see right now, I know where my potential is and I know where I'm gonna get the most work. So I think it's a, it's a normal thing that works very well for people. Yeah, speaking of which, the, the little bit that I'm on Facebook every once in a while, there <laughs> are a few groups, mm-hmm. uh, motion graphics groups, specifically uh, you know, Israeli groups, um, where people post uh, their work, questions, and a whole bunch of times there are job offers, um, freelance opportunities. Nothing that speaks to me most of the time, but it's always good to have you know, your finger on the, on the pulse. Um, about what's available. Yeah. And you never know where the opportunity is going to come from. Yeah, definitely. No, it's important to be in those spaces, but to also make good decisions. You know, this all comes back to sort of the the budgeting of our time that we were talking about earlier, right? Mm-hmm. So we don't just want yeah. to be... Uh, it's not just about budgeting our money, but also our time, because time is one of the most important commodities. Right up there with money when it comes to your business, I would say. Time and money are like quite equal. Um, because your time is worth something. So I, I'm curious with some of these, um, you know, statistics about how one should budget, let's say 20% of their budget, if that would be the exact same thing for time. Um, cause a lot of the things I saw were just simply coming out from a budget money perspective, but I think time-wise it, to me, it seems like it's the same, especially if you're an, indiv- if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a small business, um, you know, when it says 20% of your budget. So I think that you have to be calculating your, your time budget as if every hour that you're spending on anything is actually spending money. So if that's budget in of itself, you know, money you're quote unquote paying yourself, I guess you could say, then um, you have to be able to budget accordingly. So I guess whenever you're reading about how to budget, how to budget marketing into your overall plan, um, that's something important to keep in mind, that we should be keeping in mind um, how we're spending our time throughout the day. That's a very important lesson. While we're on the topic of time, some people don't even spend money on advertising. They just spend the time in doing, using available tools like LinkedIn. For example, myself, I don't invest actual money. I invest my time, which is worth you know, quite a bit. And I'm using that to advertise myself. So when they say time is money, that's 100%. And that's why your point is very important. When you're considering your marketing budget, you should think about how you're spending your time. So some people would rather put in the money. Some people would rather put in the time. But it's something to be that's something to consider as well. Totally. Yeah, I mean, think about how much you charge for a service. If somebody out there was charging $100 an hour for something, let's say, and then you spend, you know, three hours one morning just trying to manage some of your social media posts, some of your content, whatever it is, um, you could theoretically be paying someone a third of that to be able to do the things that you're doing, and then you could be out there working on what you actually want to be working on. Um, which is something a lot of people don't think about. I think they just sort of get really immersed and no, I just, I can do it all myself or I don't want to have to pay someone. It's not an expense I want to take um, without really thinking about it more strategically. 
So I think this really segues into another topic that I wanted to discuss, which is how do you know when it's time? Let's say you're not a video person. Let's say you're an entrepreneur, business owner. You've been trying to do this video thing for a while. So how do you know when it's time to outsource some of these quick, easy, simple social media type of videos to another person to take it over? When would you advise someone that, that it's the right time to start paying someone to help you out? That's a tough question because it's going to depend on you know, a case by case basis, it's going to be so it's going to be very different for everybody. If you're a startup, you need to, you have a business advisor, there might not be any point in time where you would say, um, I'm too busy to handle the marketing, you know, outsource it entirely. You know, Steve Jobs, even when when Apple was worth billions, he was still very involved in the marketing. Mm, that's interesting. I'm not sure it would be the right thing to say too busy to do it, you know, I mean, I wouldn't say to outsource it completely, just say, hey, make all my videos for me. But I think there are different stages where it's important to reassess and try and think, am I trying to do more than I should be doing right now? <clears throat> for example, I think that anytime somebody gets a little bit too caught up in technical things that are totally not their field, not what they want to be focusing on, and it's not necessary for them to sort of learn a new skill, then it might be time at that point to try and see, can somebody help me with this? Someone can still be having all the ideas for their content. They could still be coming up, you know, with um, which videos they want to post when, but maybe it's time to start outsourcing just editing the video and see how that goes. Because editing, I think a lot of times is something that people have to learn. They spend a lot of time trying to figure out how to do it. Yes, of course, there are a lot of apps and different things that enable people to be able to quickly put stuff together, but, I think that with some of these technical things, especially if you're not a technical person, people spend a lot of time focusing on things that they really don't need to be focusing on. So I would say anytime you start getting a little bit too caught up in um, some of these technical things that feel like they're not related at all to what you're doing. So it might be time to start exploring the, how much it would be and what it would be for you. Um, to outsource a little bit of what you're doing. Yeah, and also focus on what you're good at. If you're really good at marketing, but you're needed elsewhere in the business, mm. then consider bringing on a marketing person who you can oversee. Right. Somebody who you can trust. It might be hard at first, especially if you're a control freak like me, <laughs> but I've learned to let go of certain aspects of uh, productions as well. Totally. Look, and I, yeah, just like, um, it's interesting what you said about um, Steve Jobs, because um, I really don't think that hiring more people or outsourcing, <clears throat> I guess I don't really like the word outsourcing. It makes, me, it makes it sound like there's somebody over in India who's making the stuff for you and you don't even think about what's going on. But I think what it means is bringing on a person mm -hmm. to help you get some aspects of the process done faster. Yeah. And that's all it is. And there are different personalities. You know, there's personalities like you mm -hmm. um, in certain regards where they say, no, I really like to control these different aspects. And I think you could totally still have control as long as you hire the right people, right? Um, and then there are other people that's, that are like, I don't even care about this aspect at all. I just want someone to take care of it. Just make it look good and I'm happy, you know? <laughs> and there are people like that as well. Yeah. So for different personalities, you can keep these things in mind. Outsourcing doesn't mean I'm no longer making this at all. It just means you're getting some help mm -hmm. to make it happen faster. Right. But it's not a simple thing. <laughs> right. That's very true. 
What would you tell somebody who says, I don't have a budget for marketing video? Yeah, that's a tough one. It's actually funny because I had pulled up um, in my research uh, prior to today, there was an interesting quote I came across. It says, a man who stops advertising to save money is like a man who stops a clock to save time. It's from Henry Ford. Um, or they, that's well, what they quoted here. That's, we'll a, see it that's good. Yeah, yeah, because here's what it comes down to. Um, something as vital as advertising, or you know, we're really talking about video marketing, and as we've learned, video is really, really a vital aspect to your business, to your marketing plan, to everything. So if you're gonna sit there and say, I'm sorry, I just don't have any money for marketing. I don't, don't have any money for, um, for any video, for, for putting myself out there. So it sounds to me like you really don't have money for a business. It's just such an important part of being able to function, being able to be out there in the world. So people who think this way, um, I'm not gonna sit here and tell you you're wrong. <laughs> Everyone's entitled to uh, explore mm. their business and do everything that they need to do. But I think what it requires, it requires a little bit of a mind shift. You need to stop thinking, um, I just need to you know, work as many hours as possible to bring in as much money as possible. And later on down the line, then I'll start thinking about marketing once I have money. But I don't think that it works that way. I think what you have to do is you have to allot from the beginning a specific amount of time to marketing, which is basically getting your name out there and having people know you exist. Because without that, you're really going to be scrambling for every single job if you're providing services, to sell every single product, if you're selling products, whatever it is that you're doing. Um, it's like running on a, a treadmill when you think you're getting to the finish line. I, to me, it just, um, it requires a mind shift. Yeah. I know, what would you say to someone who said that to you? The same concept as what you were saying now. It is a vital part. Um, you wanna grow, you want your business to survive, then you need to budget. You might have to cut back somewhere else, you might be able to do a lot of it yourself. You might be able to do it on a shoestring budget, but you have to budget something. Yeah, and these days I feel like people are really budgeting their time. That's what they're doing. Until they can start to see the value in outsourcing it, which is essentially what we've been talking about, is just portion a lot some of your time. Yeah. Um, it's very easy to let these things escape, um, depending on what your schedule is for your business, um, and what your days look like, but I think it's important even if it ends up let's say the number 20% of your schedule Right sounds like way too much. It could sound really really crazy fine So don't do 20% but you need to allot yourself a specific time Every week that you're you're doing this every day every week, whatever it is You know, I have a specific time every week that I allot and I say okay This is the time when I'm going to write the script for my weekly video and this is the time when I'm going to film my weekly video and you know, not every video comes out perfect. And sometimes, shocker, I hate to say it, but I end up throwing videos out because it's just not coming together, it's just not working, and that's fine. But the point is that I'm, I have scheduled time in my schedule where I say, this is time that's dedicated to marketing, to content, to video marketing. And that's really important. So if you're really intimidated by this idea of, let's say, 20%, you're saying, I have no time, I don't have any time in my schedule, I can't do this, just try and etch out the smallest amount of time and see what it does for you.
Start small, start there, but it's, that's what I would say to people. It's just so important. You need to give yourself at least a little bit. And probably what you'll find is when you start doing it just a little bit, you may start to see a little bit of positivity and results from that, and you'll start to see, okay, so maybe I could expand it. Maybe I won't just do it on Thursdays. Maybe I'll also try it on Tuesdays, whatever it is. Um, that's what I would suggest to people because it's just so important. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Another question I get asked quite a lot how much is a marketing video? How much will it cost me? And mm. people will give it to me, ask, give me this question with no context, no information whatsoever. I want, I need a, I need a video. How much, how much will it cost? That's the first question people ask. My favorite answer would be, and I haven't used this enough. Well, let me ask you this. How long is a piece of string? That's a good one. So what I usually find myself doing is finding, you know, getting all that information. There's a lot of time spent back and forth with messaging applications and sometimes it could be days before I get even enough information to even tell the person, you know, a direction, even a ballpark. So when people approach a video professional, they should, you know, be clear, communicate. What is it that you want? Do you not know what you want? Do you have a direction? Yeah, I think Do questions, you ever get that? yeah, totally. Oh my gosh, yes. People will be like, how much does it cost to make a video? So you're like, okay. I actually saw this interesting video on LinkedIn um, that was addressing this very question, actually. Um, and it says, he was talking about, a lot of people have this miscon misconception that a video costs the amount of length that it is. And he was actually arguing that it could be the opposite, that very long videos you know, let's say you just film a symposium, right? Lectures, um, that those would actually cost significantly less to make than, let's say in your case, um, a 10 second animation, you know, something like that, just to give sort of stark yeah. examples. But the, the point being yeah. is that the things that in other fields or that you might think about would be equal to the amount of money that it costs to make is really not true with video. So I feel like whenever somebody asks me that, I really have to schedule a conversation with them. There's no other way to do it. Maybe over email, we can go over a few details. Can you tell me a little bit more about the project? But in general, you really need to talk about it. Even when it comes to editing, let's say, if someone wants to hire me as an editor, I even find that I have to get super specific with them. I can't just give them one rate as an editor because there's so many different variables. Is this basic cutting? Do you just want me to throw stuff together, put subtitles on it? Do you want me to create graphics? Do you want me, am I also scripting to a certain extent as a video editor? Um, there's so many different variables and they require different um, levels of expertise, I think. Someone who's just cutting stuff together very simply, all, basically all you need to know is the program to be able to cut the stuff together. And if it's higher level, maybe you're actually coming up with the story as you edit it. So even in mm. individual aspects of the video process, just video editing, I also find that it's not one quick answer. So it's important to actually schedule a conversation and talk about it. So I get that question a lot. Um, I'm sort of used to it at this point, but, um, it is, uh, you know, it doesn't really get easier. <laughs> you just have to schedule conversation. You have to talk about all these different elements. And I think people are often surprised at the things that end up costing a lot of money. Um, but usually when I explain to them why different aspects cost what they do, so then they end up understanding why that final quote for the video is the price that it is. But it's hard at first if you were to yeah. just throw a number, you know, this video would cost, let's say, 
3,000 or something. That sounds like crazy. But then when you describe, okay, this is how many hours we'll be scripting and this is how many hours we'll be filming and this is the editing, then I think people are really able to see, oh, okay, so it sounds like I'm actually getting a good deal. Yeah, I think the notion of um, video pricing based on time is from back in the day. And I remember this as a kid when I was just starting golf. I remember some people were quoting based on the minute runtime. I remember this. I don't remember who this was, um, but I do remember there was a video guy who said, yeah, a video will cost $1,000 per minute of final video. So if it's a five-minute video, it's going to cost $5,000. I don't know how they make up these numbers or if they, you know, they're just estimating it's going to take them one day to go down and film or two days and they just, they had to give a set amount. I have no idea where that, I could never give that kind of, a, you know, you know, price. Right. And I do explain to people, um, it depends on so many factors. And I had this client yesterday who asked me about video editing. He tells me it was filmed on a phone, a personal branding project. And something that sounds very simple, how much will it cost per video? I'm like, I want to see the videos first. And I do this with a lot of clients who say they have videos they want me to edit. I say, okay, so send me the goods. I'm going to go through it. I'll, I'll look through everything you have. I'll be able to give you a proper analysis and, you know, an accurate quote. So I'm not just guessing things. Yeah, totally. And the same thing goes for, you know, more complicated projects. You know, I make sure to educate clients, like you said. So I gave a range for for a project um, about a month ago. I said a, a range that was very very big, and I to, I basically told the client if you want a you know copywriter for a script, uh, it's going to add X amount. If you want just the editing, if you give me the entire concept and the stock footage, there's many variables, and I told them you know this is how it works, and. I guess it's going to depend on the client. Some people want to be involved and they want to know where their money is going. And I, I like those type of clients because you could explain to them the process, what everything costs. And if, if, you, if I could find a way to save them money by having them do something in-house or if they already have part of the video done or one of the pieces of the puzzle, so to speak, they already did the research for a script, uh, you know, that could save them a few hundred bucks. So I do like to educate clients. Yeah, totally. It's helpful. That's the, that's the only way to do it is to have that conversation and educate them for sure. Um, and I feel like people in the back of their mind know. I feel like they, a lot of times I feel like people know they're a little bit silly in even asking me um, how much does it cost, even though I know that's a ridiculous question. Um, but that's what it takes, you know, and I get it. You know, there are plenty of things that I'm not an expert in and I have no idea what they cost. And I'm sure I also sound quite silly to some people asking for quotes on different things, but it's all part of the mm -hmm. process. And I'm guessing that's why so many people are here listening. It's because they want to learn about this process of video, of video marketing, and um, hopefully it's helping some people. Yeah. So I think that's actually a great stopping point here today. I want to thank everyone for listening, whether this is the first episode that you're tuning in for or you are uh, returning participant here. Thank you so much for joining us. Please subscribe. Tell us if there's something that specifically you want to know about video marketing, video marketing, anything in between. I'm Ali Shava Hudson. And I'm Evram Kohn. Be sure to check in next week for another episode.
If you enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to leave a review and share this podcast with a friend. Bye.